0: Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, I'm pleased to introduce you to my new friend, Leo Bonomo. Leo is a professional, inspirational, clairvoyant medium, and psychic. He's the author of two books, Summerland and A Book of Thoughts. Leo is also the UK manager of the organization ASSMPI, which stands for the American Society for Standards in Mediumship and Psychical Investigation. Leo is my new friend, and I was delighted to spend a wonderful lunch with him last week when I went to Stansted in the UK. So without further ado, here's my new friend, Leo Bonomo. Welcome to We Don't Die Radio.
1: Thank you so much, Sandra. That's a, that's a wonderful uh, introduction. <laughs> I hope I can live up to it.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting how we met because it it was one of those great synchronicities. I found myself on Google looking up some things about uh, physical mediumship and trans mediumship, and I don't know how, but I one of the um, blog posts that you had written showed up, and I just thought well, who's this guy? You know, he seems pretty interesting. Next thing you know, I sent you a message on Facebook. Next thing you know, we're talking on Skype. And then there we are having lunch together last week. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and it it, it was just brilliant meeting you, wonderful to meet you. And yeah, it's nice when you get these coincidences, isn't there? I mean, I don't believe in coincidences, as you know, but it's nice when these things just fall into the place completely out of the blue. And to me, it just shows that, you know, every waking minute, well, even sleeping, um, spirit is there guiding you very gently and just pointing the direction.
0: Yeah, and I needed a fun new friend. So besides just having a really inspirational lunch, um, it was, it's just nice to connect because you're just a really warm, loving person and you're funny.
1: I love that. (laughs) I try to be. Oh, there's
0: always room for laughter in my life. And that was really nice. So let's talk about you. Let's get on to what the show's about. Uh, And it's titled We Don't Die. And maybe Leo, you can tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, maybe how you grew up and got into this fantastic field of
1: work? Well, there's a certain percentage of mediums that kind of retain this knowledge uh, from when they were born or when they were young. And my very first uh, experience, and I don't like the word ghost, actually. It's kind of got that spooky kind of, you know, um, uh, horror film feeling generally. but I saw my first ghost when I was two and uh, we lived in, in Forest Gate in London and we had some friends that lived in Manor Park and we were walking back. It was a nice um, warm evening, about half seven, and we was walking past Manor Park Cemetery. And the cemetery itself must have extended slightly beyond the present gates Uh, because we're walking along um, and I'm between my parents. And I just got this feeling that there was someone behind us so i turned round and i saw a gentleman horizontally rise through the pavement and stand up vertically and i didn't think that was strange um Hmm. didn't (laughs) face didn't face me at all Uh, but what was strange was that he was wearing victorian clothes so top hat um towels that kind of thing um and so i'm staring at this guy that's behind us and my dad says uh what 's wrong, you know, and I said oh there 's a funny man behind us, so we turned round all three of us uh, couldn 't see anything, turned back. I still had this feeling, so I turned round and there he was again, and then we all turned round again, this happened a few times, um, but apart from the fact that um i couldn 't see him when my parents were looking, so i didn 't take any notice. Of that, I just thought it was one of these things that we all experience, a bit like breathing. We tend not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that we just didn't talk about. So I didn't find it strange at all. And that was my first reintroduction to spirit. And that stayed with me. And, uh, I consequently had a very, very interesting childhood. Um, all the things that you, Can experience and I know that you've experienced some physical mediumship and um, in case uh, some of the listeners don't know what um, physical mediumship is it's when spirit physically appear now sometimes you can see them sometimes you can't but you can have intelligent conversations with them Um, and as I think you found out when you went to Banyan Center um you you can that if they um allow you to touch them because you can't reach out to them and uh, you can shake hands they're very warm very solid and it's not it's not scary or spooky mm. it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful um evidential thing to go through yes um so i had i had things appearing um in my room i had people materializing voices um i could astral project at will there was um overshadowing um what does that one, mean overshadowing um, overshadowing is when a spirit comes very close and it's a little bit like trance um uh, they they blend with your aura and they they take over uh usually it's in a very nice way it, it can happen different ways and so i was overshadowed by this old gentleman that actually um lived in my dad's bedroom um <laughs> and in my my own bedroom um he, he used to come and overshadow and um it's a very interesting story actually because this went on for a while and my guides allowed it to happen uh under a protective um, uh, cloak, if you like. Um, so they would wait and see how I would react. And after a while, this went over quite a few months, I think, and I realized that there was something that wasn't quite right. And so I, I wanted to find out, and I was wondering what the best thing was. And cats, uh, especially, but cats, dogs, animals, are very, very sensitive to spirit. So I thought right okay well next time he comes I'll find the cat and uh he he, he took fine. over yeah he took over one day and then I realized the cat as if by magic was on the landing outside the bedroom so I opened the bedroom door and I stepped forward well the cat took one look at me um or it uh, the back arched and it literally Uh, ran up the wallpaper and across the ceiling. Um, It was terrified. So I thought, ah, okay, not good. Shut the door and thought, how am I going to deal with this? And then my guides um, showed me how to deal with it and and that. Um, So my um, experiences were very, 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 very um, varied. Uh, Another one that was beautiful. I was lying there trying to get to sleep one night. And uh, uh, a tiny, tiny hand, uh, about six inches from the floor, just pushed my bedroom door open. It was disembodied, but again, not frightening. And it just pushed my bedroom door open. Um, and that's a memory that stayed with me all my life. Um, and so you could lots- see the hand. I could see a little white hand. It was, in a sense, ghost-like. It, it was white. It, it was obviously solid. It could push the door open. It wasn't transparent, but it was cut off at the wrist. And uh, it just pushed my door open. Um, and to me, it was a beautiful experience. Mm. So, um, wrapping up... Mm.
0: Can I just back up to the overshadowing? I don't, I don't want to yeah. step over this, because it actually sounds no. kind of scary. <laughs> does, does, <laughs> from your experience... You know, did somebody take you over? I mean, it's just—I I don't want to—yeah—be left it, it, with like this fear that somebody could just step in at any point into
1: my life, and—and and, right. and I have a um, cat. And, um. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about you I know you're very well protected okay. um, this this was allowed to happen by my guide so I would have a very gentle in- introduction in a very very safe environment of what can happen um, but yes yeah, so what they do is they overshadow you so they can um, begin to influence you and you can give trance messages in that state mm-hmm. they can speak through you sometimes the voice will change um, but this was an entity that wasn't overly friendly mm. um, but it was necessary for me to learn um, how entities can take over what it feels like the experience of it how they fool you. Um, so it was in a done in a very instructional way um, and I, I was blessed to have that protection but again a wide range of um, experiences. So yes it started to take over and the more confident it got the more it it imposed its own personality and the more i got strange feelings of um i feel like i want to do this or i want to do that um i suppose the way that i could um explain it more is um schizophrenics um hear voices so do medium so we're very very close on that that score um but of course we hear good voices they don't um so they were starting to impinge um things which uh were slightly odd and it graduated into things that were um starting to not be very nice at all and so i gradually learned uh, the process of how they come in very friendly sometimes and then start to take over um so it was invaluable Mm. um it's not Sorry, go on. No,
0: just before we end this part of the conversation, talk a mm-hmm. little bit about protection. Cause I, I get the feeling. I mean, I just spent a week at the Arthur Finley College uh, taking a course in trance mediumship and I actually felt the presence of people, uh, kind of blend energies with me and we did mm-hmm. speak philosophy and and great things that'll be my next show but anyways i don't want to leave people with that. any time someone could just step in and take them over if there's a way to gently have a prayer of protection or anything like that you know what i'm getting at you're you're trained in this but i if someone's yeah. never heard this show before, they might think somebody could just step my into God. me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And how ha- ha- <laughs> do don't, We don't, don't want to leave it.
1: them dangling, no, do we? No, no, no. Oh. Or myself. Um, so, so, what my guides um, taught me uh, on that particular occasion, and I was only about seven or eight. Um and um, what they taught me on that that occasion was that um the, the need to recognize and to be um, aware enough to recognize, and then what to do about it. And uh, one of the things that you do is you do need to close down, and I always see the chakras or chakras as colors. Uh, so it's uh, red for the base, orange for the spleen, uh, lemon yellow for the stomach, green, grass green for the heart, Blue for the throat chakra. I always see indigo on the forehead. Now, most people see that as the crown chakra. Um, And I see the crown chakra chakra is brilliant, brilliant white. And this is how I teach my students. Um, So what we do is we close down in reverse order. So I would see that light. Now, the crown chakra, uh, some people are not aware, is about six or seven inches above the head. So I see that light dim and go out. And then the energy drop down to the forehead uh, and that go out and down to the throat, etc. Um, so I see all those go out. Now, from a very early age, my guides taught me to place myself inside an eggshell. Now, if you think about a chick, it's totally protected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's permeable. So it's not the kind of thing where people think, oh, my God, I'm going to suffocate so you can breathe it's all round now the reason they use this is because lots of people use a cloak of protection and for me it's never made sense a cloak by definition is open at the face Mm -hmm. sometimes there's no hood Um, it's open at the bottom so we place ourselves inside um, an eggshell fill it with brilliant white light now quite often it will change so if you're a bit depleted and you need energy you may see browns and reds or orange or whatever you need or very soothing colors um uh and so we do that but the other thing that they taught me as well was to um see in my mind's eye as brilliant a white light as i can and i painted the walls with it the floor and the ceiling as well and where the floors and ceilings join it's like mastic brilliant white light just around the corner down the corners and the floor Mm. um, where it all joins Um, and what that does is that creates a protective box and um, your guide is also outside of that box but um very aware of anything that's going on so nothing can penetrate now um i don't tend to clear houses but i clean clean or clear houses with that method as well and would do that in every single room so each room or the stairs itself may be several compartments you know a flight and then the landing whatever Uh, and large cupboards i would treat as a as a a box itself and uh, i clear houses with that um now if you are um slightly concerned you can do that once and or or twice i wouldn't do it too often uh because what they taught me as well is i started to do it every week and this went on for two or three months and it closed me down for a time so it's very very powerful but you've got total control in that way um i did a house clearing one time uh, where there was a lot of physicality, so cupboards were opening, doors were slamming, uh, and the young lady and her boyfriend that called me to the home, they had a huge iron bed, and it would take three or four people to lift it, uh, and it was floating around the floor like on, on ice, <laughs> oh my. Um, and we did the cleansing, uh, everything stopped, and I told them to carry it on for Um, I think it was every week for a month or so, and then just give it a rest. And if it still subsided, fine. Um, But just to let them know that they also had control over it. So it's a very powerful way of protecting yourself.
0: Hmm, Interesting. I haven't uh, really practiced too much protection, but I think I maybe have just envisioning myself in a a bubble of energy and only good in in this. So I think maybe I just had the intention and I was actually doing that. You
1: know yeah well uh, intention is everything in spirit so if if you intend that kind of contact then you you know safe contact then that's what you'll get if you tend to dabble a little bit um then uh that can open you up uh mm-hmm. you know uh, i had a guy call me and um uh he he was an atheist i think is the best way to describe him and he was uh, completely drunk one night and decided that he was going to challenge the very devil to appear um got a ouija board out which is not a good thing to play with and um basically he was doing this in his garage and the temperature dropped um things started moving around and the guy was absolutely frightened and he rang me after a couple of months because this was all day every day and he could not shift it Um so i tried to help him but because he kept uh, looking for it to make sure that it had gone. I call it the monster under the bed syndrome, where you... Uh, you know there's nothing there but you've got to look and what happens in these circumstances as you look you reach out a hand or you make contact and of course it invites them back so he kept doing that so there wasn't a lot that I could do with him Mm. so it depends on the circumstances it does depend on your personality but generally um, there's no problem No,
0: and I know too what we focus on grows so I mean if I'm going on a trip to Hawaii you know I start seeing Hawaiian shirts everywhere you know or if I'm buying a new car Are, and I've picked yeah. out that specific one. You know, I see them everywhere. And same thing once I think, in the good way, when we start working with the spirit world and with our guides, and we really start communicating and being in, com- you know, in communication and talking, all of a sudden, we start noticing great things that are happening. You know, so uh, you have to focus on the good. Don't be like the guy focusing on the bad
1: um you know and, and, I, I think he just got a real big surprise because i think he didn't think it existed and that's why he was hmm. he got really over the top you know But yeah
0: anyway so let's get on more to um how you became a medium and decided to give your life to working with people
1: well um i i was very sensitive all the time so a lot of this stuff uh was everyday stuff literally for me and uh when um, in the early eighties, um, spirit kept pushing me, uh, you need to do this work, you know. Um, and I kept saying, well, I need proof. Uh, I'm not just going to take your word for it. And proof is, a, is, you know, is a definite for mediumship. You have to have that there. And, um, so we, we kind of battled that way a little bit. <laughs> for a while and then I said, um, you, you know, it's it's no good waking me up. It's no good telling me. Um I need proof. So they came back and they told me um about the the um uh, Spiritual Association of Great Britain, uh the SAGB, which has been going over a hundred years now, and it was originally in Belgrave Square. So I thought, okay, and I, I looked it up and thought, well, that sounds good. Uh but the fact that you've just told me about that um, you know, uh, I don't regard that as proof. I want something else. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, um, a very, very good medium who now lives in the States, uh, Ro- uh, Robert Brown, um, he came to me in a dream and he said that you need to, uh, develop, you need to go and see Jerry March at the Spiritual Association of Great Britain. Well, I'd never heard of her so um i i got in contact with the sagb there was a jerry march there
0: pretty cool yeah
1: pretty cool so i thought well that's proof that's great and so i went um along now the interesting thing was that jerry uh didn't feel i was right for her class at that time so um i looked Brown. funnily enough robert brown was also a tutor there wow. um and uh, he was meant to be there they do they used to do them in 10 week blocks um so he was there for about four weeks disappeared uh we eventually found out he went to germany um so i was taught initially by um robert brown and then that kind of collapsed and then i went back and saw jerry march and said look you know um uh i i've i've um i told her about the dream and she welcomed me into the class and so oh, i was there for about eight years and uh that's real really where my training came in because i think it's wonderful to have experience um but it's not when you're doing a demonstration you, you need to be able to public speak you know you need common sense uh, mm-hmm. you may have a gift but you need a way of getting it over effectively so that's where my formal training really came in and so i trained for for eight years started doing the churches and uh, that kind of thing and um it was literally in in 2005 when um in in 2002 2003 end of 2002 begin 2003 I, I i used to be a jeweler goldsmith okay. and i lost my company because i was victim of a hit and run and i had a couple of years leading up to 2005 where things were just not working out i was losing every job that i was getting okay. and um you need to pay bills and so spirit came to me more more or less in a kind of uh, very friendly but I told you so kind of way mm-hmm. so, and now what you're going to do um, and I thought well the only thing I can do now is mediumship so in 2005 that's when I became a professional medium.
0: Do you remember some of the first times that you really impacted someone's life giving them an accurate medium reading? I, I know a lot uh, of people come. You might not
1: remember. Yeah, um, I I remember things if it's a lesson for me, and I learn something every single day. You do, um, yeah, absolutely, uh, and it's it's very humbling, you know, because you you think you understand something, and you see it in a different light, and you go, oh my god. Um, so, um, so uh, I. I've lost my place no that's (laughs) right what what I'm
0: looking for just is it's one thing to believe in mediumship but maybe just a couple of stories even something recent that maybe you had somebody grieving that was with you and just some of the accurate information you were able to bring through
1: well the the information I tend to remember if it's a lesson for me or my students so okay. those can be quite sketchy uh, but I did a reading for a lady some time ago and uh she she was actually a skeptic uh, never had a reading before and it was arranged by her daughter and um uh on on the on the review that came through um she said uh, uh, the daughter said that her mum was a sceptic, didn't really believe in this and that um, her husband had come through he'd used specific phrases that she recognised in the way that she would recognise and gave her um, valuable information so uh, the details of it I don't remember No, that's fine but, um, and, and so um, it's, when you get this kind of information it's life changing Yes, you know Um, because there's no denying that there is something there and you've, you've had similar proof yourself, um, you know, with the voices on the tape. Um, so, uh, it is life changing so so that's happened um i had um there's a company that I work with, and uh, I tend to get um predictions as well now usually that's connected with tarot that kind of thing um but i'm 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 kind of known for the predictions and uh one of the customer service officers that um works for the company uh, she rang rang me and said I, I need a little reading and uh, again I only remembered when she would got back to me uh, but I told her that she would be moving in six months time and her immediate reaction was can't happen can't afford it don't want to move never gonna happen
0: okay
1: um, and, then, and then she rang me up about uh, two months later and she went you know what you said I went, no she said well I'm moving and she she just explained what had happened during that very short reading. Um, so it, it's wonderful. Some of the um, messages are like epiphanies, um, and you know, you literally have people crying uh, because of the information that's given, uh, and it can be anything really. Sure, any. and it doesn't
0: take it doesn't take much uh, to really validate. And and I I personally have been to some mediums, Leo. That whether they weren't good or they weren't tuned into the same channel as me but they've just given mm-hmm. so much vague information that it's like well it was nice but it it wasn't the thing you know I needed I mean we really need sometimes those specifics to Absolutely. yeah to know for sure that no one else could know this
1: yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm known for campaigning, um, against bad mediumship and that kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that I have several pet hates and one of the pet hates, um, I also write for Psychic World, which is a worldwide, uh, newspaper. And I did an article once, uh, on, on the throwing it out there method as, as, uh, the way that, um, I call it and spirit gave it to me. And that's when you, you go to a demonstration and you get a medium stand up and, they'll they'll look at the audience and you know they may be older and say right I've got a grandfather here you know and if you're 80 um you <laughs> chances are, be, yeah you know chances are you know who'd have thought that um and so so, uh, so that kind of thing I, I, I really dislike but also when they go I've got, I've got somebody here his first name's John his second name's Smith right. and I'm over here in the audience somewhere um there is no need for that um because if your aunt jane um uh contacts me um she knows who you are so it doesn't matter whether there's 10 in the audience or 200 she knows her own granddaughter and this is something that i instill in all my students ask um there is no need to ask questions i don't like mediums that ask questions you know like why am i seeing a green door it's it's like Just ask the communicator why they're showing you. So um, I've got several pet hates with it. And uh, asking questions and not knowing where you are, um, it does happen. Uh, 99% of the time I know where I am, sometimes there is confusion, but there's usually a good um, reason for that. Sometimes couples will come into a church and they'll separate. And so there are times when I'm not sure who I'm with between the two of them, but it's because they're married. You know, uh-huh. so so there's generally good reasons for it. And again, you know, if your grandfather comes, he knows who you're married to. And he goes, well, there's her over there and there's him in this corner, you know, uh, because they know. Obviously, they know. So there should be no reasons uh, to ask um, a recipient anything. They're there for information. Right. And that's how it should be so yeah i'm I'm pretty hot on uh on mediums that ask questions and uh, don't know where they are as i say uh w- with a mediumship reading it's a normal reading uh you're talking to someone who's in spirit and you've got the recipient there and it's a normal conversation you know some mediums make so much of it you know that they have this contact and uh, uh It's something we all have. We all have this ability. And uh, at the risk of doing myself out of a job, which would be wonderful, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, if we all had that level, we wouldn't need mediums. We'd have that constant confirmation all the time. And, you know, it takes away that fear of death. You know, that's religious made. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you've worked with people and at their very first time being with you that they're able to do a medium reading or sense spirit person with them?
1: Yeah, I'm very, very blessed. Um, I've sometimes had people that were slightly sceptical. Sure. And um, I show them how to open up properly. And one thing I do is I cleanse all the time. Every time we open, we cleanse. And that's very important because it does purify the body. um, What does it mean, cleanse? Cleanse. Um, So uh, when we open all the chakras, what I would then see is the outline of the body and draw down brilliant white light. So it's a bit like topping up a milk bowl, filling the feet, you know, up mm-hmm. to the knees, hips, etc. And what that white light does, you can use it to manifest, um you can use it to heal. So if if there are any parts of your body that aren't well, you can kind of concentrate on that area, maybe the liver, and healing will be um drawn to that area. And what it does is it cleanses um you know if you've had a hard day stressful day bad thoughts old memories you can't get rid of and this is over practice this isn't done in one single sitting Um, but it cleanses all the bodies we have so it cleanses the physical the mental the astral the spiritual um it cleanses all of them and it will also cleanse back to um when we incarnated uh, and once you you really begin to develop then uh you you'll get blockages from not only the past but past lives and those get purged as well so it's a very very powerful healing way to work um uh i've i've had uh well officially one heart attack three heart attacks um and the last time i went to see an, an uh had an angiogram uh the doctor thought i'd been taking the pills and uh I don't like taking pills, so I didn't take them. Um, But um, he said, my arteries were in better condition than eight years before. It has a healing effect. So it's not only cleansing mentally, physically, spiritually, astrally. It cleanses everything. Um, And the purer we are, the purer our connection.
0: Ah, good to know. Very good to know. Can we back up a little when you were talking about predictions? Mm. I... You don't know how the universe is run, but I've always heard that there's free will and we have free will to make choices. How can you predict something that hasn't happened yet? You know, what what are you
1: tapping into and do we still have free will? um we it, it's like a lot of stuff in mediumship it's a technique so for example if you were to ask me um a question with me this happens automatically now but what i teach my students is and um, somebody asks you a question about um or you bring up uh uh, a situation maybe a job and you want to find out where that's going i i used to see um a rolling calendar so it would just flip over and i'd get the month and then the year sometimes the day okay. and i'd be taken to that point and then the information given from spirit of well um this is a job that you're going to get so um everything is known in spirit whether the communicator is told and whether they're allowed to tell you two completely different things because they're not allowed to, to give or we're not allowed to give life-changing information for example if somebody's not um, able to decide which way you go and you say right you're going to do this you're going to do that this is going to happen and you are going to live happily ever after mm-hmm. well in a sense you take away their free will because they think right that's what it is and they'll go along that path now that path may have been an option rather than absolutely going to happen. Um, by the same token, uh, if myself or a hundred other mediums say, get to the bottom of the road, turn left, if you want to turn right, that's your free will. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean the eventual outcome will be different. You may just take a shorter route or the more scenic route to learn what you need to learn. So we have a great deal of free will. Um, I strongly believe... Uh, well, I know. Um, somebody asked me once, do you believe in this? And I said, no. And they looked very puzzled. And I said, uh, I know, because there's oh. a big difference in belief and knowing. Yes. Um, and what I know is that we plan our lives when we come here. So there are certain tests that we want to face, and I generally describe them as stepping stones. So those we can't avoid. Uh, that's our purpose in being here and we have to experience them where the free will comes in is to take the short route or the scenic route to get to that point now um once we've learned that lesson or dealt with that situation it never ever comes back because uh, you know object of, of, of it's completed but what happens with some people, you know, they, they're in a catch-22 situation. For example, they may be in a whole series of abusive relationships. Yes. And the reason for that is they've not learned the lesson. They try and avoid it. They don't want to deal with it. They skip around it. And it's like the universe goes, ah, 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 ah. here we go again. So it comes back usually in a very similar form but harder and uh so this is why sometimes people will go through these things so um yes, you can say look you know you you're in a really bad um." situation you need to think about it you know you know inside you what's right to do you need to leave this guy um but they've got the free will choice of going oh no no and of course they go around again so um whilst everything's known and we are sometimes given that information free will rules and if we don't complete all of our tasks in this life that's an excuse if you like to incarnate again and uh Learn the same lessons, or hopefully learn the same lessons. It's interesting. Spirit used the word incarnate, not reincarnate. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I'm just thinking where we're going to go next with this conversation. <laughs> There's so much. Uh, oh, God. Yes. Uh, well, how about your books? Let's go, uh, let's visit yeah. the topic of your two books.
1: Yeah. Well, Summerland um, is uh, is written as a novel. It's, uh, it's never really been written the same way. And it's about a young boy called Alex, uh, just prior to his passing, um, how he passes, uh, uh which can easily be missed. So many people are fearful of passing away. Yes. So many of them actually miss that point it's very very quick um so it, it's past the point of him passing uh what he finds in summerland uh, commonly called heaven as well um how you progress uh some of the jobs that we have there because people think will work um but we, we we work for the good of others of course uh, there are innumerable things to learn so if you're into you may want to incarnate next time as a surgeon, so you can le- use a lot, uh, learn a lot of those techniques in spirit to be brought back to a time when you can use them here. So you get people like Mozart at four, um, brilliant musician, um, could play anything he heard. Yes. Uh, obviously, at four, you can't learn that. So he's brought that from spirit. We commonly call them geniuses. Yes. Um, but brought from spirit so we can learn anything that we want to so it takes um alex uh, through various phases we also get to look at mediumship from um the other side of life from from spirit point of view um and various things are um uh, tackled within the book so you do get the slightly darker side of it as well um but you also get to learn one of the um reasons for cot death um which is a spirit a young spirit um we d- we don't uh, as a newly created spirit or newly coming to earth um it's very hard to kind of manipulate the body so we don't just incarnate that's it it's a it's a gradual process as well so sometimes we just get a feel for this world for a few months or a year and then we pass back to spirit um so it tackles all those kinds of things now um we talked before about physical mediumship and the way that uh, Summerland was written was by automatic writing and uh, in case the listeners don't know what that is, that's when spirit physically take over your body Um, and uh, in my case, they took the hand and the pen and began writing. So it's quite similar to that that part in Ghost, the film where um, uh, he was trying to get um her character I can't remember her character. Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg. Whoopie Goldberg, yeah. Um to, to you know to, to go say his girlfriend. Uh and it was a similar thing. So um there's a thing called the witching hour between one and four, but generally it's about one and three o'clock when we're most open and we tend to wake up and have that kind of contact. Uh so they would wake me up and I'd get a verse or a few words in my head and gradually learn, because I can be very sick over a few months, if I just get up and write, it will go away. Um mm-hmm. So what I started to do was I started to write, and uh, I'd be aware of the first few uh, words, maybe a line, because I, I'm just writing what I'm hearing, and then I physically passed out, so I was unconscious, and Spirit would keep keep writing, and sometimes it would be um, a paragraph, sometimes a few verses or a few paragraphs, other times there would be sheets of a A5, um, A6. Paper written um and then they'd wake me up i'd come round at the end of it and read back what had been written for the very first time um, so the the process that process of writing condensed was about three months but it happened over about three years and the book actually came complete apart from punctuation and apart from accents because there are various accents one of them is scottish uh, in the book and so that had to I had to kind of alter a few words for that but the work came complete and that was actually written in 1987 which is interesting because you, you um, Ghost come out after that I believe uh, or very close to that date um, lots of books that really started to hit the market in a modern sense started to come out around that that time so the book itself was one of the first books if you like of the modern era that come out in that way um, and it took a long time for spirit to to uh for the right point in time to come around um there's predictions in the book some of them are that this type of genre will become very very successful so i think Ghosts come out just after that mm-hmm. there are lots of films that have come out you've got uh, the vampire diaries you've got um what's that witchcraft one i can never remember the name of it that series mm. uh the three witches but you, you know all these series which have made millions and millions right. and millions um uh, they all started to come out and that was a prediction in the book that there, there are other predictions in the book um which are uh waiting to appear one's kind of in transition uh which i can't talk about really um at the moment but um yeah, so it, it, it's an interesting book from lots of different aspects.
0: Leo, didn't you say when we had lunch that it was a number of months or years or whatever and um, the spirit continued the thought from just the sentences before, you know, like just picked up exactly where they had left I'm- off?
1: Yeah, there, there was a period um it, it wouldn't happen every night or even every week. And one point there was about a year between writings and because spirit know exactly where they are, um, even if it finished um, mid sentence, the very next word would start at, at the next word. So wherever it left off it would start so again it's a sign that that spirit are there um i hadn't noticed and you might think being psychic well you should have (laughs) (laughs) i was showing a friend the manuscript one time and she said do you realize that several people have written this and I thought, oh, my God, I hadn't realised. Um, but in the original writings, uh, which got lost when I got divorced, um, there, there, there is different writing, and it's on all kinds of scraps of paper. Some of it's nice and neat pages. Some of it's on the back of envelopes. It's literally what I could wake up with half asleep in the night and think, what can I write on? That will do. Um, so unfortunately, I lost all that. But um there's several styles of writing which I had forgotten about to this person, uh, mentioned it. And so there are and, – and she could tell exactly when a, a new person came in to write, uh, which is interesting.
0: Very great. And what's your other book, A Book of Thoughts? Okay.
1: A Book of Thoughts, um, it's poems and it's thoughts and observations from spirit. So uh, some of it is um, – uh, very inspirational, and there's a, a poem in there called Summerland, which is the title of the book, and mm-hmm. the poem Summerland's also in there. And um, when you read it, it, it takes you through uh, life, uh, passing over, learning in spirit, and then incarnating again. Um, so, th- th- there are lots of poems there, and, and to say observations, uh, and, uh, little nuggets from spirit. And, uh, they're, they're both, you can get them both, um, on Amazon, uh, they're both on Kindle, uh, but Summerland's also a paperback. And, uh, because a lot of people now, they like a book, don't they? Mm-hmm. The young have got some, they, it's, because it, it's, uh, you connect with it. You know, it's a physical thing, so they're starting to buy books more rather than go to uh, Kindle versions, which is interesting. There's a kind of little reverse there.
0: Yeah, it's so funny because I like to have a book, but I'm also traveling, and if I hear of something, and I i mean, I'm an impulse shopper. I want it. I want it now. So, <laughs> I have books on Kindle as well. Um, yeah. I'll, yeah. Ever. Can you talk just a little bit about passing into Summerland? Just, I know there's some listeners right now who have just lost a loved one, and you know, maybe just a couple of words of what that ex- experience is like. Maybe the death experience of the body and and waking yeah. up in Summerland. Is there a way to?
1: Um, th- there are that? Uh, each each passing is individual. Okay. Um, so it but um but you can generalize. So one would be where the passing is very quick. That's not necessarily by accident uh, or, or accidental means, and that's just where you you find yourself just suddenly in another place and um a guide or a relative will come forward and welcome you and it's not um, it's not a process that you would be aware of. Um, and one of the ways that I can explain that is if you're walking across the road and a car hits you, your body goes one way, you continue walking, you're not actually aware you've been killed. So the process can easily, easily be missed. And people do fret about what's happening. Um, and Another process, which is the more natural process of someone gradually getting old, um you tend to loosen more in the body it's the opposite of when you're born uh, when you're born you're still very much connected to spirit and you visit spirit a lot and then you gradually uh, become uh, more anchored here and then you're you're kind of uh, locked in and in a much more physical sense when you're passing it's the opposite way you start to visit spirit more and more and more so there's a gradual loosening and then you you physically just slip out of the body we mostly eject from the head uh, so when we're passing if we're passing in that kind of way uh, we tend to get start to get very cold at the feet and that process kind of creeps up the legs and the hands and the fingers and we get colder and colder and colder and then we gently slide out Um, The depiction in Ghost itself of that gentleman on the operating table uh, that slips out the head, that that is actually very, very correct. Um, That is one way that it certainly happens. Other times we can become um, earthbound and that would be if we're very materialistic or, you know, um, we feel that our life has been cut short and we don't deserve it and that we can hang around. And so we would eject. What generally happens is uh, relatives would come and find us and advise us of what's happened and then get, get taken up. And uh, again, as in ghost, you know, um, up into the light, literally into the light. So there are various ways of it happening. Uh, One way and um, that I also explain to people uh, because the process of dying it doesn't matter what you're dying from and whether it's a, an accident or anything the actual process is painless absolutely painless so the example that I give is of somebody drowning and because the soul knows that it's going to pass because it has all that information um, you eject from the body uh, you can see the body thrashing about panicking um, tr- gasping for air, but you're not physically there. So the body's doing its thing as an animated piece of meat, really. Um, but we're watching that. So again, there's no emotions with it. You know, we're not frantic for what's happening. We're just observing and then we're taken up. So, yeah. um, passing itself is absolutely painless. Um, my guide once said to me, um, many years ago, because I was doing a reading for a woman and she was quite, um, Very stressed about it. And the exact words were, and again, he came through in trance and his exact words were, my child, why are you afeared of passing? You were never afeared of being born. And what you're doing is you're just going back through a door through which you entered. And I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, none of us were scared of being born. Absolutely. And it's the same with passing. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think we buy into the fact or the thought that we're human and, and, you know, all of our fears come up about, is there really a God? Is there really a heaven? Um, yeah. You know, all that. Uh, do we all have guides,
1: Leo? Yes, absolutely. Now we have a main guide and that guide is with us before we incarnate, through and after. Um, we can have several sets of them so for example there can be a little group of them and it it doesn't uh, it's not domain to any particular age range or not but you may have um, three or four as well that would serve you maybe up to six or seven say Um, and then the whole group may change or a couple of members may move on and others come back the ones that move on they're always around they don't lose contact. They just kind of give over that experience to others. Uh, so we may have several changes during our lives. Now, those who are very aware and mediums, uh, we also have, um, for example, with myself, I have guides that work with me when I do phone readings, guides with me, uh, different guides when I do demonstrations, um Uh, When I do trance work, uh, for me, I'm kind of just open and whoever wants to step in, we've got that kind of arrangement. Mm -hmm. So some might be philosophy, some might be teaching about colour healing or whatever it might be. Um, I have different guides that help me with automatic writing. Um, There are big group of guides around me um i'm aware of around 40 of them and so they kind of juggle and i think that's slightly unusual but we we, we all have sets of guides you know th- this uh, idea of uh one guide that's the main guide um, but we have others that are there and sometimes um you know uh, a family member will step in as as a guide to a medium uh it, it's uh, i wouldn't say it's rare um uh, but it, it, it's not common, but that happens a lot, and for for um, others as well, you know, that are not mediums. So yes, we've all got we've all got several guides, and the one main guide, like the overseer or supervisor, the kind of you know. <laughs> mm.
0: You know what I just did the other day is I um, well first of all I started a gratitude journal,
1: and every day I write
0: three things that I'm grateful for, and then three things that I would really like to have happen during the day, and the past week. Uh, when I've been writing them out, the thing, those three things that I really would like to see happen are are happening. And so I just had this thought, because I've never had a real relationship from my end with whoever my spirit team is. And I thought to myself, maybe it's because I'm not being specific enough. You know, I have so many thoughts in my head, and if anybody tried to listen, I'm all over the place. (laughs) And so I... Like, I just had this aha moment that maybe the way to be more in communication is to write because the act of writing, especially my gratitude journal of three things that I'm grateful for, three things that I'd like to have happen. Um, that's me actually putting intention and thinking about what it, what it is. So when I flew back from Heathrow a couple days ago, I bought myself a notebook. And I decided on the airplane to just write a letter to my guides. Mm-hmm. And it, it really focused my intention of where I am, what I want, who I am um, that's the struggles that I'm having and really requesting for help. And I have to tell you, the last two days, the things that I've written about, you know, things are changing, things are happening. So, you know, I don't have it all handled by any means, but I don't thought, yeah, but I thought maybe the way, and maybe not just for myself, but if if others are interested in, in forming this relationship with your spirit team, because we all have it, um, that we use more clarity in our thoughts and in our speaking, and if it helps, just to get a journal and, and write it out. And um boy, I've had new ideas come to my mind and really great stuff. I thought, well maybe that's the key for me. You know? So yeah. I throw that out there.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I manifest I manifest an awful lot and I've manifested some fantastic things. Things some of them you just wouldn't believe. You know, and I and I kind of think of it and think wow that's actually happened um so manifesting um is our right uh th- there's no kind of limit so you you can manage we can't take away other people's um uh free will so we can't say that's the guy that i want to marry <laughs> uh, you know if you're, if you're a lady for example <laughs> very aware of that now yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. the guy that i want to marry and that's going to be hit we, we can't take that away but we can ask for the uh the type of, um, partner that we want and wait for them to come. So, um, I really believe in manifestation. Um, it's actually in the Bible as well. Um, in a couple of ways uh, uh one of them is um and you shall receive mm-hmm. and the other is knocking the door shall o- open uh it, it it was intentional to be there but it was kind of hidden because it wasn't understood but it, it's actually talking about manifestation and manifestation is about creating so when you're writing these things down you're creating you're setting that intention this is what i want um and I think if we all understand that uh, we can have things that are due to us as long as it doesn't interfere with those tests mm-hmm. that we have established. So, for example, if we've said we we want this whole life in poverty just to get a taste of it, to see what it's like. Well, um, if we're living that life, we're not suddenly going to get rich. Um, but if if part of the life is taste poverty then taste wealth and you start to manifest then that wealth will find its way to you um, but there's no limit to it whether it's you know you want a car or a house um, uh, good health uh, whatever it may be you can manifest it and if it doesn't interfere with your life path uh, then then it will happen
0: Mm, really great, Leah. What are you most passionate about now? Is there an area of this that you're studying or exploring? Or um,
1: oh god, what, what I, lights you up? Um, teaching, yeah, um, good. making people aware. Uh, like a lot of mediums, I know that my intention is to hopefully leave this world in a better place and to bring this wonderful experience and its knowledge to people. And that was one of the reasons that Summerland was written. Uh, so that people can understand um, in a real way, in a tangible way, um, Summerland. The book is is um, different as well because when when it was first released, it, it was released into in twenty in fourteen. Uh, but when it was first released and I gave out some copies, a quarter of the pop of those that bought it came back and said, "Look, I've never had experiences before." But as I'm reading your book, I'm having dreams about my mum, my dad, somebody I've lost. There's something in it that kickstarts development. And I think that if people can read it and then experience that. So it's not just an experience of reading the book, but it's of, oh, my God, this is real and have that connection with their loved ones. So that's something that really, really excites me. Um, That is something that that I was born for, but um, reading for people uh, and teaching people, because to recap on something that that I said before, um, we should all have this contact. There should be no need for mediums, Mm -hmm. and if we can all have that real contact, this world would be very different. We wouldn't get rid of, you know, uh, it's a place of testing, so there are always going to be wars, Um, but if people realize that you know you can't just do what you want in life well you have that freedom but there there are repercussions um there's no hell um we judge ourselves um but if we realize that actually you know you can't do something and plea bargain and get away with it because you have to you have to make recompense for it um and i think it changed the world in a beautiful place and we will get there we will get there
0: yeah, I have no doubt. Even my last week spending at Arthur Findlay College, I thought well, I have the power to share my experiences with others. And this is not something that's just for Leo or just for Sandra. I mean, it's we're human beings and I kn- I know we are souls having a human experience and to be able to share and have people start connecting with the spirit world themselves and using mm-hmm. their spirit team and I mean it makes it's a whole different kind of life I lead uh now yeah. than I used to and it's exciting.
1: It is, it is. And I think for people um to to have that experience and then to have that choice, you know. Um I know um uh I think you you mentioned before um, that you'd had an astral projection experience um, uh, where you come out of your body. I think once you've been out of your body, you know, absolutely there is something else, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and lots of people are having uh, near death experiences and more people are talking about it. So the world is changing incredibly quickly it's you know.
0: very exciting. Um let's just wrap up a little bit here with what if i wanted to get in touch with you well not me but somebody who yeah. what kind of services do you offer? And some i know some of our listeners are not in the UK and may not be able to physically go go meet you and take a class with you but uh
1: yeah you know, what do you offer? Uh, um i offer phone readings, um Skype readings and you can get me on www. Leo L E O dash or, or hyphen Bonomo B O N for Norman O M for Mother O dot com. So you can get me through there. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you, if you Google me, you'll find me. So you know, I found uh, you without uh,
0: even looking. Isn't that great?
1: <laughs> I Always meant to be, and uh, and I'm really blessed to know you. Really blessed.
0: Well, it's so much fun. It really is to have a partner, and it there's not one of us alone that can change the world and not that I'm out to changing the whole world, but by having so many of these conversations with, with people, it really is all of us joining arm in arms for the greater good, letting people know that we aren't alone and there's this invisible power around us and within us. And there's a whole new way to live life. If I can take away the sting of grief uh, it's more than a sting it's a deep pain you know or help lessen that through these conversations it's really important
1: it, it is uh, i think it's a fundamental that we've forgotten you know we we never used to have that fervor and if if you look at mexico you know they they have a celebration a day of death mm-hmm. um, and it's a very joyous thing uh i think with the rise of religions in particular directions you know it's created this fear um and it is wrong um spirits say that if we can help one person in this life then our life has been successful and i think uh, people like myself and yourself uh, and others that don't believe but just generally are helpful people um you know uh, wonderful work is done so even if we help one um it's it's well worth living
0: Mm. Would that be your final thoughts for this episode, or is there anything last that you want to get out before this we end uh, this episode?
1: Whatever you believe, if you just do good, love each other, be helpful uh, when you can, and just create that energy, and you know, it, it's 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 a beautiful thing.
0: It really is it's a beautiful thing, yeah, and don't ever underestimate the power of this energy, the power of prayer, the power of intention, you know it's it's a real thing
1: uh, absolutely absolutely, and the more you delve into it, the more the more you understand it's real. Mm-hmm. So it, yes, it's a brilliant thing.
0: Yeah, and I'm just getting the image of my mind of uh, lifting weights. It's not something that you're going to have a perfect chiseled body the first time you walk into the gym, but the more you practice, and uh, I think this is kind of a, a muscle that we're strengthening, And the more it becomes normal, the more it becomes something you want to do, and, and it's great.
1: Yeah, the, the more harmony we seek, the the more we find and the more we spread. you know because it's infectious it is infectious it is
0: it is well leo thank you for being our guest today
1: uh, it's been wonderful thank you so much sandra
0: oh you're welcome always goes so fast but and for our listener too thank you for being here and spending an hour with us and uh many people have written me and they've listened to every single episode that's over 150 hours of commitment wow. here. So, uh, <laughs> something good's happening. And I know this episode's made a difference in my life. And if it has, I, I do trust it's made a difference in your life. I, uh, want people to know that we have a website, we don't die radio.com going through a little construction, but you can click on any episode that, um, I've played now or that we've shared and find out more about the guests. Um, it's taking you now to the YouTube page where the episodes are because we're th- within the next two weeks there's a lot of episodes that are going to be coming your way. So if you do watch the episode on YouTube or listen to it on YouTube and you scroll to the comments just above the comments, you'll find the link to Leo's books and to Leo's website um, and more and I want to remind people that this coming September, 2017 i will be live in person at the afterlife research and education symposium on stage with uh, 26 other folks that are the cutting-edge information about uh, in science and medicine and the psychic world why life after death is real uh, and helping you connect so if you're interested go to afterlifestudies.org to register and i'd love to meet you in person Um, so in closing my name is sandra champlain and it is absolutely a delight And a privilege and an honor to get to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe with all my heart that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on Earth is important. So remember, we are never alone. You have a spirit team around you that loves you unconditionally and is here to work with you and supporting you, having your dreams fulfilled. So I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.